0: Father, we, as part of the building of God, this living space, we lift up our heads. We lift our minds, we lift our whole bodies to you in, in conscious adoration, attention. We pray, Father, now that you would uh, speak to us, that you'd challenge us, you'd guide us, you'd grow us. And all of that, Lord, because for your glory, we want to pack a punch around here. We're not punch holes in the, in the enemy's schemes. We want to lay down the red carpet of the kingdom. That when men and women and boys and girls and people on the edges and the outcasts and the, uh, the, the, the people who feel neglected and forgotten may come in. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, So it's a little bit of housekeeping. Where are we now? The first Sunday in June. We're kind of halfway through the year. Uh, I was looking at the Connect cards. And by the way, if you're new or wanting to plug in, there are those cards right at the back. There's a table under the clock. And if you fill in your details there, post it in in the box that's there. And we promise within the week to get back to you, um, attempt to answer any questions you may have by ticking the boxes. Uh, and if that's okay with you, we'll put your details on our database so that we can contact you from time to time uh, and invite you to things and, and enable you, hopefully, to plug into the things of God, God's kingdom, through his church here at, at St. Dee So I hope that will be your story. And uh, every now and then we have a little sort of a refresh review, at kind of where are we? Uh, and in particular, I want, to th- I want to talk in general about, about giving of ourselves uh, and giving our money and finances in particular, a, a little refresher. There are some talks, uh, three little one-minute clips, and they're on the website under um, Connect, under the Connect tab. If you scroll down to the bottom, um, and there are three little talks there, so if you want a kind of mini refresher. Uh, then they're there, and you can pass them on, life group leaders, life group members, you can pass them on to others as well, so that uh, we can all play our part. I love what Lydia said earlier, just, You know, we're all family here, and so when you know certain members of the family are working hard, let's see if we can ease the burden in some way. So, so that, in a sense, is, is what I, I want to talk about. Um, the earth is the Lord's, and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. This story is from Rick Warren. Um, He's a big pastor in, in, uh, well, he is a big pastor, actually, but he's he's a pastor of a big church. Um, It just so happens he's also quite big. Um, uh, And he tells this story. He took his son, uh, young son, to a drive through McDonald's to buy him um, some chips some French fries. And um, as they were driving out, his son with this pack of French fries, Rick Warren just described how he he leant over and uh, just said, son, I'm just going to i just have a chip, thanks. And his son said, no, no, hey, they're mine. And uh, immediately, because Rick Warren is a preacher and a a teacher, immediately three thoughts came into his head. (laughs) (laughs) And the first was, they may be your chips, but I bought them. And then I gave them to you. And come to think of it, you're sitting in my car, which drove you there, and I paid for the petrol to fuel the car to get there. So, yeah, they're your chips. But you wouldn't have them unless it was for me. That was the first thing that struck him. second thing is this. Yeah, they're your chips, but I could take the whole packet away. Or, I could buy you ten more packets. Or a hundred more packets. Or actually, I could buy you the whole of the McDonald's drive-thru. I see Rick Warren probably could. He, by the way, he's a very generous guy. Uh, seriously, he, he's, I think he's got to the phase now where, and he, he talks about this with real humility, genuine humility. Trust me on that. But he's got to the phase where he reverse tithes. So do you know the principle of giving 10%? Well, he gives 90%. He, he keeps 10% for himself. He gives away 90%. And God just keeps honouring that. The more he tries to give away, the more God gives to him. So he wrote this pretty simple book, and it became an international bestseller. He said it's a relatively straightforward book. Um, uh, What's it? The the, uh, Purpose-Driven Life, and uh, so simple you can forget the title. (laughs) Very effective, very powerful book. And he he wrote that. He believes God gave him the stuff, you know, gave him the text, basically. And he undertook to give away the proceeds, and it went poof. So he, he could be an extremely wealthy man. Uh, but as it is, other people are really worthy. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. So it's thought number two. Like, I could have bought you 10... Or I could take them away. The, the kind of, in a sense, the, the, the power is my father over you, my son. The power is, in a sense, mine. The power to give and to bless even more than one packet of the chips. Or the power to take away. Don't forget that. But here's the third thing that went through his head as his son held on to his bag of chips, is, in everything that you do, son, I want you to practice generosity. In everything, in every act, to just practice generosity so that you become the kind of person that doesn't do generous things, you just become a generous person through doing generous things. And as with Rick Warren and his son and a bag of chips, so with us and the Lord. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Who who are we to say, my salary? Yeah, sure, you you did the work that got the salary, but are you claiming that everything about the net result of that salary is down to you? Who gave you the ability to do the work? Say you're a hotshot lawyer and you got a great big fat fee. Did someone teach you law? Did someone give you the inspiration to pursue that career? Did someone help you along the way and mentor you as a lawyer? Or whatever your career is? Is it all down to you or has God put people around you? Given you people so that you can exercise the gift that he's given you. Who are you? Who am I to say mine? The earth is the Lord's. And he can multiply. Your ability and your gift, and I see that in this church. It is such a privilege to lead this church, and I see people, either directly in their place of work. Uh, I was just with someone the other day in having lunch with them, and I, I thought, goodness, that is an incredible stressful situation. I thought I was going through a little bit of one or two sort of stressful things, and I went and had lunch with this guy, and I was suddenly realised, my goodness, that is. Not, I don't know how you cope with that, but I believe God has given this guy that ability to cope. In that way, extraordinary, amazing. But I see also a kind of, if you like, secondary. I see the gifts and abilities and talents that God has given you guys um, here. Yeah, I just I marvel. I'll, I'll name and shame—not shame, name and name and what's the opposite of that? Name and honour. Thank you, um, uh, Andrew at the back on the AV. Not uh, not a step wrong. Boom, all there listening. I could tell that he was worshiping on the AV because as Steve is leading us. He's, he's, he's anticipating, is he going to go on to the course or back to the verse? He's going to go back to the verse there. <laughs> well, that doesn't just happen. That's a, that's a kind of skill. It's, a, it's, a, it's an ability to worship back there. It's giving. God bless you, Andrew. Thank you. But I, and I picked Andrew. We could pick a whole load of other people. It's not easy to stand up here and, and welcome and give notices. God bless these guys. Pete and Lydia who've done that. It's not easy, actually, just to serve, just to be there, available to them. A myriad of things, the tea and coffee and so on. Those, you look at the spreadsheet that Tom Martin, he, we, we bade farewell to him last week. He's still giving to the church. He's still organising this event. And you should see the organisation that's gone into this Living Space Week. Amazing. So God has given us amazing people and he can accelerate that and multiply that. And he does. Or he can take it away. I was driving. I've just been away for um, a few days on a kind of little retreat, and I was driving back down the motorway. And uh, I don't know. Every now and then, well, it just comes with age. I used to just think, you know, I'll be, I'll be absolutely fine. And increasingly now, perhaps it's wife, children, so on. I'm driving in this metal box with four wheels, going at 70 miles an hour down the motorway, with a whole lot of other people going the same kind of speed. And I think, goodness, one wrong turn or one thing out of my control, one car careering into me and I'm toast just like that I've got plans what am I going to do this evening what am I going to do tomorrow it doesn't matter toast life quite fragile and the earth is the Lord's and everything in it us included and the Lord can give or take away and it's on God's heart thirdly that we learn generosity in whatever uh, means, whether it's in, in terms of our time, or our talents, or our expertise, our wisdom, our patience, just whatever ability God has given you, that you give it back to Him by serving others in some way, either at work, in your community, at home, giving you know, out in ways that none of us here will know about. How wonderful that we're generous, to serve a generous God. Look, if we want to grow, to be like God, that, that is, in a sense, you know, close to the ultimate aim of a Christian, that we let other people know that God lives by living and working to his praise and glory, by living more and more like him. Well, in order to become like him, we have to become like the things he is. We have to exercise in the way that he does. So, to a God who loved the world so much that he gave a God who, whose world it is and everything in it and he gives. Not just a part of his son, not even 10% of his son, he gave the whole of his son. That's giving. For us. No guarantee we'd accept. When Jesus breathed his last, it wasn't just a little list of people signing up on a volunteer sheet. I'll follow, I'll follow. No one. In fact, they'd all deserted. Nevertheless, God so loved the world that he gave. Now, if we want to be like that God, we have to practice generosity, even with our chips or anything else that we think belongs to us. So that's why as a church we want, we're want we looking to model generosity corporately. We are in the middle of discussions about how exactly we do that in a practical way, but I, I, I think we're going to agree, we being the PCC and the leadership of the church, who, there's another body who give their time to serve us in leadership. That, um, while we recognise that much of the income we receive is from, is already sacrificed as gift, it's, it's the, the gift of the, of, the, of the generous church, for which we're very, very grateful. There, there are certain incomes, the hiring out of this building, and one or two other means by which we, get, we, we have revenue, that is an income. It's it's not sacrifice in that sense. And at the very least, we should as a church give away 10%, invest 10% of what we've received in keeping with at least an Old Testament principle. I'd I'd want to say we could give even more occasional one-off sermons, uh, uh, one-off offerings and so on on a Sunday. We give over and above 10%. We're marked as a generous church to mission partners, whether they're a long way away, whether they're right under our noses, or even to causes... Uh, in our local area, our mission statement, on the board at the back, is to reach our local community with the love of God by living and proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ in the power of the Spirit. Suppose, can I just throw this out? Supposing that, with the money that we had through through the generous giving of the body of the church, supposing we went to one of the local schools. Some of, them, some of the local schools do really well and some of them not so well within our area. What if we went to one of those ones doing not so well and we said, look, we'd love to pay for a suite of brand new computers. So that the kids here who, who maybe have having two, one between three or one between four on a computer that's sort of three or four years old or even... What if that brand new computer... And what if one of those kids through being inspired in an IT lesson, or whatever it is, grows up and is the next kind of IT guru. And we chat to them, 10, 15, 20 years' time, and we discover that they lived around here, and went to the local school, and their, their gifting that is now blessing a whole community, maybe even the world, through their IT expertise, that was all sown when they got inspired on a little computer, like a brand new computer, that had been bought by the local church. We could be a good news story, or at the other end of the scale, what if what if we were talking to, to um, uh, the health centre on the Fulham Road, Castley Road, and uh, we just got in conversation with them, and they said, you know what, Mrs. Robinson, we haven't seen her so much recently. She used to come in all the time, Mrs. Robinson. Remember, she's a shuffle in. We don't see her anymore. I don't know why that is. We go, oh, Mrs. Robinson. Is that the Mrs. Robinson that we've started to see since we took on the Charlie Mackesy idea? Kind of slightly random idea, Charlie Mackesy, the artist, he's going to be here on the Monday, uh, creating art, Monday of the Living Space Week, Monday the 22nd. He's going to be auctioning art on the 24th. I, I, I'm, I've told just on that. I'm, I'm digressing, I know, but I'll come back. This is a horse, and I've jumped on it, and I'll come back. But, um, Charlie will do, you know he does little cartoons and stuff? If you go, if you've got an idea for a cartoon, he'll personalise your cartoon, for for a small fee. But if you know anyone who would like an original Charlie Mackesy cartoon that is specifically for you, that Living Space Week is for you. Anyway, back on, off the horse, back on. Uh, Charlie Mackesy had this idea that, well he he read somewhere that, um, actually he called them grannies, Uh, senior ladies, could be senior gentlemen too, were struggling to make ends meet with the food bill and the heating bill through the winter. They didn't have enough money for both, so they were, they were either going hungry or going cold, or sometimes both. And at the same time, Charlie kind of pulled open his drawer, and he, he realised he had, I don't know, but let's say, well, I'll personalise it. If I open my drawer, I reckon I've got nine or ten fleeces. I wear on a regular basis three, possibly four. And of those nine or 10, there are probably four or five I never wear. Every now and then I get them out, refold them, sort of assuage my guilt, refold them, maybe I wash them, and then put them back in the drawer again. Any, anyone else? Yeah. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie reason that everyone everyone has got at least one spare jumper or fleece that they could, if, you, if you just gave it away, you wouldn't miss it. And he said, well, why don't we collect all the jumpers and fleeces and then give them? to, a, to a, a granny, a, a senior. Just, just if there was one extra layer, I know it's a bit pathetic, I know we should, as a nation, we'd be doing so much better than that, I don't want to make political points, but it's a start. But the real thing is this. Charlie, you got a few people around him just to do a bit of research. And actually, the, the, the seniors in our community who are either hungry or cold, guess what the real need is? Not that hunger isn't a need, not that cold isn't a need, it's that the vast majority of them are lonely. And Charlie's thing was this, we don't just package it off and some anonymous company delivers them, we take our fleeces round to them in person. We knock on the door and we say, I'd like to give you this fleece, because it's going to be a cold winter, and I don't want you to be cold. Nine times out of ten, 99 times out of 100, you will at least have a conversation on the door if you're not invited in. And we've made a friend. And then we're attacking the real issue, which is the loneliness. Is that is that beyond what we could possibly do as a as a church community? C- couldn't we? There's Sullivan Court, massive estate down there in our parish. Fulham Court, just outside our parish, but hey, parish boundaries over there. <laughs> That's a lot of people, and I'd wager quite a lot of lonely people, as well as maybe cold and hungry people, and we could meet their needs. I-, I I would love. I would love to think that I'm part with you. I'm part of a community that is just marked by creative generosity, that we just give a little bit of time, a little bit of creativity, a little bit of our possession, frankly out of our plenty, not really out of our lack, so that we bless others. Whether it's little people at a computer, for example, or elderly people so they can be comfortable and known and listened to and cared for in such a simple way in the next few Weeks, months, years. So three Ps. People, plans, place. The, the people, it's just to flesh out that mission. The people are the, are the people who don't yet know the Lord. Who, who don't yet know what it is to have their hearts watered and their minds open with amazing worship that we had this evening. And, uh, and for us as well, as we, the, the giving that I'm encouraging us all to consider being part of is so that we can bless all the people around, and, and bless us in, in the meantime. The, the people also includes, and here I just want to be, be blunt, this is the housekeeping bit, it involves um, paying for our small staff team. And, and the realities of this, that most of you here, I'm guessing, are um, relatively, and I use that term advisory, relatively cash rich, compared to vast pockets of London, and certainly vast amounts of the world, we are all relatively cash-rich, but quite time-poor. Now, I know there'll be people who say, I'm not that cash-rich, I'm studying, I'm eking to make ends meet. Yeah, I know, I know. But in relative terms. But the time-poor bit is, I guess, what I really want to lean on here. Because most of you are at the sort of lower end of your career trajectory. Um, I, you know, we, Joe and I, and our sort of like, a number of our contemporaries, they can afford to take a morning off or two. Um, they can flex their time. They've got to that stage in their careers and so on. But for most of you, I realise you're either in a structured career, where you you can't do that. If you're a school teacher, you can't just say, "Well, look, sorry, year four, can you just you know Google it? I'm off." So I, I, I realize all of that, but your heart—I I hear, I can feel the heart. I want to do it. Being, as I've been, as I have just given those examples, I can feel the sort of yeah, I want to do that. I want to do that. But I kind of what I need, what we need as a church, are there some people who could be set aside to organize this, to administrate it, to get it all, to get all the ducks in the row, to ring Age Concern and Fulham Good Neighbour, and to coordinate fleece collection, so that I can then come and with my little bit of time, I can then use it productively and effectively. Because then you've researched, where is the person I'm going to, there's the fleece I'm taking, off I go. But if you want me to do all the ringing of age concern and all the collecting of the fleece and all the other stuff... oh. So, so kind of how it works is we have one or two people to administrate and organise and work behind the scenes. And they, if you like, they're set apart to do that for you, by you. So if you give sacrificially to God's cause through the church, we can set that money aside for people who can then release you to bless the people. Does that make sense? It's good, isn't it? As one vicar said, the good news, there's good news and bad news, the good news is we've got all the money we need, and the bad news is it's still in your pocket. <laughs> people, plans. Oh, let me just say on, on sort of people and plans and so on. Um, let me just say on worship, because this is a need that's, that's kind of bubbling up. Uh, in the last few um, years, we've relied on the kind of administration and organization of our, of our sung worship and our collective worship, be it Sunday, morning and evening, or uh, the midweek, some of the midweek gatherings, presence and other things like that. We've relied on the amazing Worship Academy interns that we've had. I can, this is one of, we've, got, we've got some graduates here as well. I can see Jamie Maxwell who's a graduate of, uh, of the Worship Academy. We had a chap called Luke Tandy. And Isaac, of course, we've had. I'll just tell you this little story. When Isaac... The, the thing about this is they're volunteers. And we rely on their goodwill in a sense. I mean, they kind of agree to be placed with us, but they have to, in order to make ends meet, they, they've got part-time work elsewhere, and then they've got their course. So they are also time poor. And yet, we've got a kind of growing... Uh, is that, I don't know, is a 30, 30-plus... 30 people on the, on the kind of band rotor of backing singers and um, all the whole array of musicians and people at the back doing the AV as well it's a big thing some churches are smaller than that it's, it's quite a big job to coordinate it all and and we rely on a kind of on, on the goodwill and ability of, a, of basically a volunteer and I don't think as we grow I don't think we can do that any longer I just remember last September and here's the thing the way it worked with the because we have to then rely on the worship academy to bring a student and, you know, supply someone. And so I'd I'd contacted Isaac, and I'd been in touch with Isaac, but I hadn't met him before we had our first... I don't know whether I should say this or not, but I've started, so it's too late, so there we are. Before we had our first presence of the term and of the year, presence, if you're new, is when all the life groups meet together and we have a kind of worship and pray and so on and it was kind of off the back of the summer for many people and there was a kind of there was a real feeling of expectation and anticipation everyone gathered a sort of 30, 40, 50, 60 filled together. and, and my, if I'm honest I was dying inside because we kind of and I was thinking have I done the right thing here we kind of teed Isaac up to lead the worship but I hadn't even met him let alone heard him sing let alone found out whether he could play I had no idea I kind of assumed that he could, but, <laughs> and and so he, he rocks up, and I hope Isaac, because um, I mean we all know the end of the story. What an amazing musician! What a talented guy! And how blessed are we, Lord? Thank you so much. But but Isaac, I hope you don't mind me saying, when when Isaac he, he turned up, and I don't know if it's just, I don't know if your guitar's here, but Isaac's guitar, if you notice, it's quite small. <laughs> and he got out this little small guitar. I don't know anything about music at all. I know nothing about instruments or anything, it's just not my area of expertise at all. I'm in awe of all you guys who can do this. But he pulled out his guitar and I thought, he wants to be like Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, kind of, I was thinking we're going to hear, Kumbaya, and I thought, oh no, this is going to be... A, this. And if I'm honest, I slightly rehearsed this with Joe. And uh, I said, Joe, I, I, oh, I just don't know, I've never met this guy, I don't know what it's going to be like. You know? And I was kind of hoping that maybe the word hasn't got out and there would just be five people at presence. And so when there was 10 and 15 and 30 and 60, I was thinking, great to see you all. Isaac. <laughs> 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 well, if you were there that night, I mean, it was one of the sort of hairs on the back of my neck, so I just handed it over to Isaac and he, he said, uh, yeah, let's stand. And I'm and worship took off through his anointing, God's anointing through him. And halfway through, it was unbelievable, and halfway, it was electric, the presence of God, those who are there remember it. And halfway through, Joe is next to me, and she just nudges me, and she just says, I think we're going to be all right. (laughs) And I said, do you mind? I'm trying to worship. Now it's probably weakness on my part, it's lack of faith on my part, it's everything, I confess it all, but I don't want to go through that again. So what we want to do is to, ahead of time, to appoint a part-time worship leader, someone who, again, can we as a church set apart someone for just half the week to do the admin, to ring the team, to to do all the stuff behind the scenes for a team of 30, 40, 50, two services, all sorts of, it's quite a thing. I think, frankly, it's more than any volunteer or any worship academy student, no matter how amazing they are, to do. Let's set aside someone. So that's what we want to do. Now, we've budgeted this year for September onwards, so we've got that amount of money currently in the coffers for a worship leader for the rest of this year from September. So we're just about to advertise, and we'd like to appoint someone so that we can take the worship to the next level and honour those who've gone before and built the platform. But the thing is, next year, we want that worship leader for the whole year. So we're going to need more money in order to pay, more money than we budgeted this year. And it's the same principle. Can you sacrificially support them to do what you can't do while you're doing what God has called you to do in your offices and places of work all around this city, bringing God's light and life to wherever he's called you to be? And while you're doing that, can you, can we, provide for someone who on our behalf can gather and organise the teams and do all the photocopying of the sheets and get all the leads out and all this stuff so that we can just arrive and worship God. That's that's the vision for the people. That's the vision for the people. Just trying to make sense of my notes. Uh, I think, let me just say on place, and then I'll, I'll close uh, with, and I'm, I'm just going to invite us to respond. I'll, I'll, I'll say how in, in just a few minutes. But just on the place, that's the least important in a sense. People and God's plans and purposes are far more important. But we have got this place. Um, We should maybe do a little clicker on the number of times we get a phone call during the week from either an individual or a group in the local area asking to hire out either the mission hall, which is fully booked and fully hired out, uh, with local groups, homework, clubs, scouts, brownies, guides, ballet, um, a fitness class, a walk-in centre. We bless, we already bless the local community as much as we can with that resource. And we've got this resource here. And the vision is just that we, we use the plants that we have there and here to bless as many people as we possibly can. The reality is that the more people that come into the church building, the more likely they are to connect with what goes on here. There's inevitably a slight sort of distance with the hall, in a sense. And they know it's a kind of church hall, but they don't really make any more connection than that. But if they came in here and saw some of the notices, saw some of the leaflets, saw the evidence of life, met with those of us that are here, Mm, I didn't realise. Most people come in here and go, wow, it's so big. Because they just walk past it and they think it's a little sort of thing on the corner. Wow. And then sort of what goes on in here? I see chairs and signs of life. Intrigue. So that's why we want to refurbish it. That's the vision for living space. That's why we want to open up that entrance and open up so it doesn't look so closed and shut off. It says, welcome, come on in. And also, actually, there's a sense in which we can seep on out. So we're not all sort of a little, little sort of private little holy huddle in here. What goes on in there? Well, come and see you, or we'll come out and meet you. That's why next week with the barbecue, I hope we're all going to be spilling out there. Have a burger, pass one on. Hi, how are you? I'm Tim. Good to meet you. Yeah, I worship here. Why don't you come along? We've got a service at five. It's as easy as that. We're just So that this place begins to live and breathe. God's life and love. So it's, it's people, it's plans, it's the place. I, you, I have a sort of jokey vision, um, strapline if you like for our church, and I'll finish with this. It's because um, on a weekend like this, the green, I mean how many people, hundreds of people all on the green, all within sight of this church, but if you ask them, it, well if they were going to ask a friend to meet them, they'd say, oh yeah, I'm on the green next to the pub, you know, the white horse. We've all heard of the white horse. Yeah everyone's heard of the White Horse. That pub I'm told on a busy sunny weekend just like this one takes more money than any other pub in the country. Because of the barbecue, the food, because of the range of drinks. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably it's probably some giving that's where the giving's going. <laughs> Change the vision. Change the place. My little dream is this, that, that whereas, whereas at the moment most people reference the church to the pub, oh, St. D's, it's you know, it's the one opposite the white horse, I'd love to get to the place where we are so full of the life of God and the spirit of God and the mission of God and the love of God and the care of God, spilling out. that, that Someone's making plans for Friday night, they oh, say, well, I'll meet you at the white horse. They go, the white horse, you know, the one by the church. Ah. Oh. Not not that it's about the church, because everything about us is the Lord. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. I'd love to be part of a community whereby everything else is referenced to it. Oh, I live in Parsons Green. There's an amazing church. I live in Fulham. Do you know, my granny, she was on her own. she's lonely. And then suddenly these people from the church, they befriend She's just changed. Ten years younger, happier, fulfilled. My little kid, she's learned these computers, whatever it is. So many other things, where we make a difference. That's basically, isn't that what we want? I know we earn a crust doing whatever it is, but really, in our lives, we want to make a difference, don't we? I, I want to leave, when I shuffle off this mortal call, I want to think in some way I've made a difference. We, I know you do. We want to do that. And that's why I, I'm, I'm inviting you to join in with the generosity of God, so that others can receive that goodness, that difference for themselves. Here's how I want to invite you to respond. I'm going to ask um, Andrew in just a few minutes, maybe we just have some quiet music playing in the background. Just I want to give you a little bit of time to think and to pray. Um, I'm conscious that maybe many of you have come and you weren't aware that there was kind of housekeeping this evening. I'm conscious too for those of you visiting and you're, you're literally visiting. You're not thinking of plugging in. God bless you for, for <laughs> kind of staying the course this far and um, I hope you're not sort of offended at, at just, you know, a little bit of housekeeping in real life. Um, uh, uh, and if you're plugged into a church somewhere else, I hope you're inspired to go and serve and help and give generously wherever you're worshipping. So God bless you. But if you're, if you're here, if you're part of us and wanting to plug in, I'd love to encourage you to consider plugging in by giving. Now, I want to just many of you, many, many, many of you give already in your time and your talents uh, in all sorts of ways. You can give by signing on the volunteer sheet, on the table at the back. Just look at a day when you know you can give a bit of time to help put some tables out or clear away this or change the scene or whatever it might be for living space. You can give in those ways. But in order, particularly, because the, the, kind of the staffing costs and the HR costs are one of our biggest costs, Inevitably, most organisations, that's the case. And in order that we can have the staff that we aspire to, in order to release the ministry and the mission, will you consider giving to St Dunist Church? You can give in one of two ways. Well, you, could, you, could give, you can set up an account directly. Just get our bank account details, and they're on the uh, forms that are on the table, those white forms. I wonder, if just as I'm speaking, do you mind? Can we just sort of pass them out? If you'll buy a white table, um, can you just sort of pass them along? Now, I recognise many of you are here, you are already giving uh, on a regular basis by standing order or direct debit. That is so helpful. It's helpful because it really helps us to budget and to plan. We, we're very grateful for one-off gifts. We're very grateful for any kind of financial giving. We, we really are. Thank you. Uh, because we recognise every single act of giving is a sacrifice. But the thing about the random gifts or the one-off gifts, or these, if you like, unplanned giving, is it, 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 it doesn't help us to plan. Whereas if we know we've got a regular income stream, as it were, that really helps us to budget and to be the best possible stewards of God's money. So if you haven't yet got round, you've joined us in the last three or four months maybe, or maybe even longer, and you haven't yet got round to uh, maybe changing your giving from where you were before and um, uh, to setting it up for St. Dionysus, can I encourage you to, um, even, even now, there's some pens, even now, to fill in that form. I'm going to ask uh, Mike in just a few minutes to uh, come by with a, with a kind of offering plate. We'll take up an offering in that way this evening. So you can give out, uh, that's kind of old school, it's 20th century, it's pen and paper. There is a 21st century method and the little card, um, I've got one here, uh, we've run out of cards so we need to get some more, but this one is just a reminder that there is an app, a free to download app on your iPhone, iPad uh, or most of your kind of gadgets these days. And uh, it's called Lepton, L-E-P-T-O-N. And you can do it even now on the church Wi-Fi. Uh, So if you want a permission to get your phone out, um, and find the Lepton app on the Apple Store, I guess it is. And then you can download that. Doesn't take too long to to download. And then when you've got it, you just hunt for St. Dionys Church, and you'll find it. And there are two options then. Just another few clicks of the buttons. You can either give a one-off donation or you can give on a regular basis. Now, we're in regular touch with the guys uh, at Lepton, and I'm aware that there have been, in the past, one or two glitches. Uh, It's a relatively new app, and so we're we're kind of helping them, if you like, to improve their efficiency. But it, it works pretty effectively, pretty efficiently, and it's so easy to set up your direct giving. They sort out all the gift aid for us, so if you're a UK taxpayer, then we can reclaim the tax on your gifts, because it's a, a donation to a charity, and uh, we can reclaim the, 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 the tax on that and make your giving even more effective. So it's old school standing order, and then the gift aid form at the back of that, I think it's stapled staple to it, or it's leptin. But either way, if you're, if you're currently a giver, will you consider, prayerfully, whether there's room to increase your giving? Maybe you were bolt a little bit earlier on. Other times you've heard about 10% as a, as a tithe. And you're, oh my God, as a, as a, as a benchmark figure, well, I'll, mm, let me start at 5%. And hey, you're, you're still here? Shirt on your back, food on your table? Could you increase it to seven or eight? What is the Lord inspiring you to give? Uh, as we think about all that he wants to do in and through St. Dias, uh, If you've not started giving, then can I encourage you to start? Uh, and if you are already giving and it's going to maybe a church you worshipped that before or whatever, well, I don't know about you, but when I go to an Italian restaurant and I eat an Italian food, I don't then finish the food, say so thank you very much and go and pay the Indian next door. Um, so if you're worshipping here and ministering here and giving here and plugged in here, then then commit to being here, and God will bless that. Uh, the earth is the Lord's, and everything in it. They will receive verse five: blessing from the Lord and vindication from God, their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek Him. So, just in a few minutes, I'm going to ask if, if if those categories don't apply to you, or visiting, or you've you've already set up your giving, then maybe just to pray. For all that we're looking to do in this second half of the year and onwards, as we advertise for staff posts, as we look to maintain and improve this building, as we look to bless people in the local community, uh, and then I'm going to just invite the guys in a, just a few minutes to kind of receive our offering, and uh, we'll we'll go from there. Is that okay? Can we just put some maybe some quiet music on so that people can think, pray, reflect? And uh, is there anyone who needs a needs a form who hasn't got one? If you can just let people know, we've got plenty of spares. Just I, I'm fairly sure the, the Wi-Fi code is St. Dionys 1, number, letter 1, um, you know, numeral 1. Oh, so, sorry, lowercase, I wonder what that was. Okay, yeah, lowercase. See, see, um, if, if the band, where am I looking? Steve and Kelly, is that okay? If we can, I'll come, I'll get off the stage. We'll get this off the stage. Because uh, let's, is that all right, Pete? Can we, if we go back into worship? Yeah. <laughs> You're leading. I was talking to someone just as you uh, I was talking to someone the other day who is a Christian, com- um, sort of committed, experienced Christian, and visited us. And um, I was talking to him afterwards, he said, You know, I, I, I get a sense, he said, it was like a sort of picture, a bit like Dina brought earlier. He said, I get the sense of a kind of explosion, and there's, a, there's an explosion that's about to happen. The sort of bits of tinder and bits of dynamite, and bits of, it's all kind of getting in place. And like a positive, a good thing, a good explosion, a kind of release, perhaps, this explosive release. And uh, it kind of, something resonated in my heart. I, I, part of me, I thought, I really hope you're right, but actually I think you're right. And I think that there's been, for us, there's been a season of uh, you know, gathering in, we've had you know fun times of the weekend away, we had recently the embargoes party, and lots of getting to know one another, gathering in, and I, I just in this next season, and I kind of say this almost to make myself accountable, but also to challenge us, it's, we've gathered in, it's, it's time to, to go out. Sounds like that's sitting with a few of us here, yeah. It's been good to gather in and it's now to, to go out. And I, I, hopefully this sort of generosity and this giving and this sacrifice in that sense will... I wonder whether that's the spark that releases that explosion. So that some of these ideas don't stay as ideas, they, they begin to get traction and they begin to run down the rails of mission and into the local community, they begin to make a difference. So rather than people like me giving a talk like this, we have a whole load of people who in the last six or nine months have just been touched and they're giving the talk <laughs> or the testimony. Wouldn't it be great the next annual meeting, we've got five or six or seven testimonies of people we don't yet know who maybe don't yet know the Lord, but they've met him through generosity. Imagine. So that's the challenge before us as we think prayerfully. I'm, I'm conscious I've, I've maybe you know, rushed this whole evening, so if you want to take the form away, time to think, to pray, you need to look over your finances, you want to take that seriously, I want to honour that, um, but please do, maybe next week or during the week if you can drop it through the door so that we can see these things realised. Why don't we stand together? And uh, let's turn all this desire into worship.